0: We are up here in—is it Hoboken? No, Cicacus. 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 <laughs> we spent a good chunk of the day visiting the Intrepid Air Museum over in uh, Long Island, in Manhattan. Also, yeah. we went to. That's later. <laughs> huh? And it's now not the not on Long Island. Oh, this is a Long Island, no. Manhattan. Manhattan, Manhattan long- is Manhattan.
1: a Long Island. It's Should I just start
0: over again? Over? You might want it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the RC Roundtable. This is a very special episode. We are here on location in Secaucus, New Jersey, where we're attending the uh, 2019 AMA Expo East. And uh, We've been here for a couple of days. We got here on Thursday, helped set up a little bit, and we've had two full days, both Friday and Saturday, to attend the event. We saw lots of interesting things, and uh, we've uh, talked to some really interesting people. And uh, We've even had a slight side trip over to uh, Manhattan where we went on the Intrepid Air Museum, that's the big aircraft carrier, and we uh, had a bite to eat down at Times Square. So now we are back, we're in the hotel lobby, and we've got some special guests with us to join us in the
1: podcast uh, this time. Uh, Standing right next to me here is uh, Thayer. Introduce yourself, Thayer. Hi, all. Thayer Syme. Uh, I own the Flying Models Plane Collection and am keeping that alive and well for the people who still like to cut balsa wood and build models. And
2: apparently there's a lot of them. I've seen a lot of stacks of balsa moving out the door.
1: Yeah, National is here selling balsa at the show and they moved a lot of balsa wood this weekend so <laughs> yeah a lot of you, trees you gave were them.
3: lugging around a huge bag <laughs> worst pre- there there he is that big guy <laughs> i had a pretty good stack i've
1: got some orders to fill when i get back on monday so yeah a lot of balsa trees gave their lives <laughs> <laughs> good balsa trees he was hand-picking those yeah slices. no there's some nice wood out there right now to be had
4: uh, and we got
0: some representation
4: from Horizon Hobbies, uh, did you Tom? yourself Tom? Yeah, hi guys, I'm Tom Cogswell, you might know my voice, or maybe you've seen some of my videos. Uh, I am a brand manager for Spectrum and Blade at Horizon Hobby, uh, been into RC for a long time, uh, well maybe not as much as a lot of my uh, co-workers at Horizon Hobby. All the PD test staff is big time hobbyists, I mean like 30 years plus. It's crazy. And where it's, do you fit in that? Oh, okay. yeah, well, I mean, really ten years? Oh, okay. Generation hard four Really coming years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's a great time. Uh, I get to travel a lot. This is my third time being to AMA East. It's, uh, it's a good show. Yeah. And and I think this year's doing really well. I'm happy to say I, that. I was
2: uh, hesitant to say that yesterday, but then today, the I different know. story. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yesterday morning was pretty good, and it kind of yeah, it, was, it was turning out to be typical. And then today, uh, I was. It was a good day. It was crowded.
3: And Tom brought toys that I'm sure we'll we'll talk
2: about sooner or later. We'll
3: we'll make him pay some music. (laughs) (laughs) And then Lee. Oh, hey, everybody. (laughs) Lee here. (laughs) One of your hosts. Uh, Long walk today. (laughs) Lots of walking today. I'm in one of those hysterical tired modes right now, so (laughs) we'll see how it goes in 30 minutes from now.
2: Yeah, so before the show opened today, the AMA held a members meeting. And uh, allowed question and answer. So I had Lee in a straight jacket <laughs> and a gag. Oh my god!
3: I I kept my mouth shut. Uh, but I, there was one guy who said asked a question that I was like, "Yes,
2: answer that question." Did you have to slip him a ten?
3: Or? Well, no. You, you know, the question was, you know, when are we got stop calling stop calling them drones and uh, you know market model airplanes? And Chad responded that they're trying.
2: Yeah, you know, okay. so we'll see. All right. And we have Joe. Joe, knows Joe Vermillion. Hi,
5: uh, yeah, i mean Joe Vermillion uh, with Boss USA. Uh, we're here this weekend, actually, doing a coordinated build with EAA and AMA to try to further uh, kit building in the hobby. Uh, the idea behind it is, is they're going to get kids involved in aviation. They're going to use the the kits. They're going to send them out to their uh, clubs, and then when their clubs get together to do like their Flying Eagles events, they're going to have the kits there being built on site. And they're going to have the kids flying them and all that kind of stuff. Now, are so all the kids cool the program. e-cadet? Uh, the, that's the idea. I mean, oh, I think okay. they're allowing anybody that's there. So basically when they come to the shows, if they're there at the shows, they're going to allow them to work on the airplane, and they're going to put them on the buddy boxes. And It's all about promoting aviation not only for the RC hobbyists, but also for the full-scale hobbyists as well. So it's I'm excited to be a part of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I know we're planning right now to do that same exact type thing at AMA West in November, and uh, there's plans for Oshkosh, there's plans for several other events this season, Um, and we're going to do all we can to support that. The one thing,
1: walking around the floor and watching your progress on that cadet over the weekend, what really struck me is it's not just about promoting the flying models. It's like here we are building this model on-site, it's really easy glue these two sticks together, you've made some noticeable progress. Glue this rib to the spar, there's more progress. And it's really easy to check back in and see how quickly that airplane's been going together. Yeah. Was, yeah. We were joking yesterday early afternoon about how it was almost time to plug in the iron, and you guys were all about covering today. So. Yeah,
5: it was all covering today. We got everything. We actually ran out of covering. Uh, there was a little bit of a mix-up with the number of rolls that were supposed to come, and we couldn't make it stretch. <laughs> so... <laughs> We, uh, yeah, literally we got a little hand figure, but we've got a roll coming tomorrow and we'll have it all finished up. It should be ready to go by tomorrow afternoon, so it's it's in the final stages now. So we've been working on it. We worked on it, say, like uh, probably five hours time. We were all set up and running on it on Friday had it all completely framed up and then today we did nothing but covering so you open
2: the box Friday
5: morning.
1: Yeah and then here you are and barely the morning. The show didn't start till eleven. Yeah so. we didn't
5: get started on the right way because they they uh, one of the things they didn't remember to grab us was building boards. Huh. So we had to make a trip out to Home Depot to grab some ceiling tiles to do the build on. We didn't I have any it. we had any pin boards or anything so Yeah it was pretty close to what noon or so yeah, before we got started. Noon before we really got going on it. Yeah. So it's went along pretty well. It was a it was a, it's a fun thing. And it's, it's amazing um, that we had as many people as we did just stop by and watch. Right. You know, I spent all day, I literally, I woke up cross-eyed. I was telling those guys earlier, I, I spent seven hours today covering a white airplane. And I woke up and was a little, I got up and started to walk around. It felt like I was a little cross-eyed. But I spent all day talking to people. You know, I spent all day. They'd come and stand around and they'd watch how you did it. And, you know, there's people asking questions, which to me points to the fact that building and of course you know with my position at Ball USA I see the building making a comeback it's it's people are really starting to get wanting to do more so to me that's great i mean there's a place in the, we've talked about this before to me there's a place in the hobby for everything yep. whether it be drones whether it be foam airplanes whether it be ARVs, whether it be kits it's all leading to one thing, which is what we're all passionate about, and that's aviation. And I feel like all of us working together, we'll get this back where it was 20 years ago eventually. That's mm-hmm. the way I feel about it.
2: Yeah, we actually sent somebody your way. Um, somebody came to my chat in the morning, and uh, I had a plane out on display, and he was poking at the coverings. Like, what is this stuff? He's new to the hobby. He's like just getting into it. He's like, what is this stuff, and how does it work? I'm like, he came to the right place, because right over there, they're building a model right now and covering So when you're done here, go see Joe. Stop poking
5: at my model. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) go poke at ours, yeah. Yeah. It was really amazing to see the amount of people. We really appreciate everybody that came by and spent time with us. And there was people that stayed there for like an hour just watching. That's all they were doing, you know. It was a little weird a couple of times. You know, stand, stand right over you and just kind of stare at you and you're now Joe Right, <laughs> exactly. but it was a good time. So yeah, we really enjoyed it. How Sounds many good. people
4: did you have uh, building that? Three,
5: three. Yeah, three. you and me and Dan Landis and Richard Landis. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really. Rookies. All rookies. Yeah. All rookies. <laughs> I'm surprised
1: they knew which end of the glue tube <laughs> to <Right. laughs> yeah. Although you do learn that pretty quick with CA. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <they're> <laughs> yeah you bad. made that mistake
2: once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and as for the covering, you didn't want to throw on some of the colors. I mean, pretty much every color ever made of any covering material was available in the yeah. swap meet and estate so, sales. You know those 70s, <laughs> 1970s colors? That <Yeah>, right. <laughs> <laughs> adhesive is all still got
5: Solid. <laughs> So the idea behind the whole thing is, is they want them to all be the same. Okay. And from what I understand, now, I've heard this from a couple of people I haven't got confirmation, but it sounds like they're actually going to paint a full-scale airplane the exact same scheme, and that's going to be part of their promotions for the program. Wow. They're not fooling around. No, they're, they're not, not fooling around. around. Wow. I, like I said, I haven't gotten confirmation on that, but that's what they were saying, was is they were really wanting to do a full-scale version of that same plane. So it's it, it's all white. You know, there's no, because we, we asked that question, can we zhuzh it up a little bit with some color? And they're like, no, we want it all white. NASA and stickers. Here, here right? are the stickers uh-huh. to go on it. Okay. You know, this is, they, they've they got a look they want. It's the. It's going to look just like the banner. Those of you that seen the banner, that's what yeah, it's going to look yeah. like. Yeah, right. And uh, the full scale is going to be a replica of that same thing. So, so it's they're interesting. they're really, doing a full scale. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two, that two was three? what I was told,
2: yeah. All right. And speaking of covering, the last time we talked to you, um, there was a whole mix-up with covering in your stock so right the, well there
5: out? wasn't really a, a mix-up uh the company that we formerly used to supply our fabric covering basically shut the lights off and said we're done uh didn't allow us to go in and purchase anything didn't allow us to go i mean it sounded like there was some kind of an internal struggle family feud type thing and they just stopped producing it so here uh I don't know, two weeks ago. Well, not quite two weeks ago. We actually finally got the first uh, container of Ortex online. And uh, it's here in the States and all the orders have been filled and shipped and we're taking more orders on a daily basis. And that's a woven... That's a fabric covering. It's basically the same thing as Solartex. Mm -hmm. It's a fabric covering with the... It goes on like a monocoat. Uh, it's got the adhesive on the back you iron it on and it's all good to go it's fully paintable you can paint it with latex house paint so you know the scale builders love it it works great it's actually uh, a family a close family member of the full-scale version, which they use on actual full-scale airplanes now what we sell is not I have to make sure i say that every time it's not approved for full-scale covering it's, it's an rc version and <laughs> <What is it? laughs> we can't you can't use it on a full scale yeah. is it a german product it is It's coming product. from germany yeah, it's so. ortex yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So german mm-hmm. product. great that sounds good
2: yeah
0: over so, uh, so tom uh you guys had some new products too i, I noticed uh, that even some i think wasn't even announced can you tell us about some of your stuff uh you at horizon
2: know? oh yeah.
4: well you guys might be talking about it was an F4 Phantom that was kind of leaked out. Bigger. Right? Yeah, Bigger like, in what? Bigger and red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that
0: was leaked out. I didn't see that at the show. So it,
4: it got put on a magazine that, uh, and we pushed the announcement date out for it so we could move something else in, and it was put on a magazine ad, and we didn't realize, was, oh. someone didn't check. Oops. And, uh, yeah, we on top of that. out of the bag. Yeah.
0: But how about but, some of the stuff you brought? Uh, uh, so I today?
4: brought a Swish Air, All right? This is a little wing that is a quadcopter that we put it on there so uh my buddy pete Holy, he was the guy that uh, kind of had this as his brainchild he, we, we were playing around with you know like the little hovercraft ones that you can make you put your little inductors to your tiny whoop that you want to call it uh on a hundred hovercraft little uh, shell or skirt and you can put it around we're like what else could we do with it and we decided we'd throw it on a little wing it's fun
2: have you guys flown on yet yeah you let me yeah. fly the one in the cage yesterday yeah and
0: yeah, it was fun. It's and Terry. Yeah, yeah, both Terry and I had a chance to fly for a few minutes, and yeah, they're pretty neat. Yeah. I thought they flew a lot like a helicopter in, in right. a way, yeah. uh, as far as the controls. And then uh, as the wing took over, it kind of did a really nice floating around. It did really well in the ground effect. You can really get low and just kind of smooth mm-hmm. the ground. Yeah, neat. you
4: could, couldn't you? Yeah,
0: yeah it was kind of uncanny flying something with wings that just kind of hovers up like something right. out of Star Wars, or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not used to using your left thumb to to steer with uh, with a fixed wing, this will set you straight pretty quick. Yeah, Could you me do that. It, but yeah, it's easy to fly, oh, yeah. but and it's very forgiving. But yeah, you, without that left thumb, you're you're going to keep going straight.
4: So, um, so you guys are like really into like the balsa building. I personally never really done much with that. I've repaired stuff. But uh, do you see any kind of crossover? Are there children that are coming in saying, oh, I like drones? And then they come over to your place and they're like, oh, this looks kind of cool.
5: Yeah, I mean, what I see uh, predominantly is that it's, it's, you know, I've told these guys, they laugh at me when I say it, but, you know, these little things are really cool. I will have one. Uh, but foam to me is a gateway drug. So you get the kids in; they can they can they can afford the foam. Yeah. Their parents aren't gonna flip out because they go and they buy a foam airplane because it's a couple hundred bucks and they can be flying something and they're getting into the aviation hobby. Mm-hmm. And you know, eventually. So what happens traditionally with the children is, is we get the kids in early, and then they hit puberty; they get other things going on in their lives. Then we lose them, and then when they hit like. 35 or 40 years old, then you see them back and that's when they start getting into a little bit more deeper. There are some uh, Younger people out there building that I know I've seen quite an uptick in that And I think it's just because of everything that's available. They can get started in the hobby relatively cheaply They get the hook they take out the like the timber and they're out at the field flying and somebody brings out a third scale DR1's doing low passes and they get hooked. So I think it's, to me, you know the argument of you know drones are bad or foam is bad. I, I don't, that doesn't hold any weight for me because it's all the same thing. It's yes. all remote control related. Yeah. Even the cars. You know, the kids that like the cars. Eventually, you know, you you put a you put a track in at your club field mm-hmm. and get the kids out there driving their cars. And eventually they're going to go, wow, look at that airplane, you know, and that's how we keep them I can
1: tape that to my car. (laughs) And and even even the good off-road buggies and such, they only go so far off the jump. Eventually (laughs) you want to be able to make the turn and come back towards you.
2: But I I bet the other is true as well. The old guys flying their planes, you're going to see the buggies and say, huh, that kind of looks like fun. Yeah. So to answer that question directly, I think it's all no. related. I, I really <laughs> believe I, Yeah. I, no.
5: I, I really believe it's all related. I think it's just to me it's it's the argument that I hear all the time because you know, I, I live in the scale world for the most part. Yeah. But as you guys know, I've I've worked for RC groups. I've worked for RC Universe. I worked for Sig. I worked for Precision Aerobatics. I've done Can't pretty hold much a job teenager. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, it's all related to me it's 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 all the same thing and it's and I think that's one thing that I see the AMA striving to do uh, and I know it's a sore spot for some folks out there that are listening but the drone thing yes I understand that it's causing us some issues through the AA FAA, FAA a little bit but you gotta figure eventually they were gonna start looking at us yeah, for what know, it was anyway was it whether last. that was happened or not yeah. you know so to me I think it's all the same thing. I really do. I know I said that a couple of times and being a little bit redundant, but to me, it's, I think it works.
2: I agree. So I think we took notice of the D7, particularly. Oh, did they
5: have one? D7? Oh.
2: Are we talking about the Fokker? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: talk about that Fokker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a I mean, fucker. I'll tell you, it's been one of the you most know. popular photos on our, our page because people are going, wow. Really yeah. cool. They didn't yeah, know it's about it. Really yeah,
0: it's good. Traction. It was a total surprise for um, ourselves. We want some good details, the juicy uh, details.
4: Uh, you know what? I- I don't know much about it. I've seen it fly a bunch before it was even announced. Um, it's a quadcopter, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can't see so, the motors on the it way.
6: <laughs> it can
4: if Ali Manchinchi is flying. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. Like, The product is really cool. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want people trying to fly it 3D and they don't really get what they're looking to get out of it. Well, it really somebody who's going to drop
2: 800 bucks on an RF, they know what they're getting into. So well, I, I hope know, so. Yeah. yeah. But what is it, fifth scale? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. a fifth scale yeah. D seven. It's nice. Maybe quarter scale. It's, it's, it's pretty a, it's close to yeah. quarter scale.
1: Yeah, it's about the size of your kit,
5: right? Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. So when when do you think it'll
0: hit
4: the streets? Uh I think it's like late March is what March? Supposed to March again. Yeah. And it was announced a week or two ago. It was not this so week. Oh, okay. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we completely missed
0: it.
5: Yeah, it. no, it was this yeah. Thursday, and we came out. We oh, this Thursday. Okay, last Thursday. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Ali was sitting out a little bit with the Meet the Falkers. Yeah. There things. was a little bit <laughs> of, teaser <laughs> <There>. of teasers <laughs> out there. Um, but, yeah.
4: We did uh, a picture on Hangar Nine where it was a picture of a crate, and nobody caught the image of a Focker on the wall because uh, we had a picture of it printed out. And it's
2: put on the wall in the PD lab. <laughs> that was the first thing we saw Thursday afternoon, was this huge crate on the floor in front yeah. of your display, and we kind of peeked inside. Yeah, wow. That's, it That's was
4: funny. In there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks good. Yeah, it is really cool, yeah. Um, so I went out to the field, and Ali was flying it, and he was just doing some crazy, like, rolling Harriers and stuff. I was like, how are you doing that fucker? That's just wrong. I mean, maybe it's pretty capable, but he I mean, he's just an outstanding
5: pilot. Well, he was doing that with our third-scale kit yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was, was. At, he was at Fond du Lac last year and uh, actually hats off to Allie he sold a lot of our kits for us because he took that thing out mm-hmm. onto the on the tarmac and juiced it up and he I believe he had a DA100 in the alley if that's incorrect I'm sorry sir but I think it was a DA100 an inline DA100 and he brought that thing off as soon as the wheels touched left the ground he went directly into an eight-point roll <laughs> <laughs> with a Falker D7 triplane one-third scale kit. So yeah, I mean, the guy's ridiculous on the sticks for yeah. sure. Yeah, and this was all his
4: brainchild. He he does the most out of the like outlandish yeah. stuff. I could, I mean, yeah. I guess the X Cub wasn't all that out of the out of left field, but it's it's pretty yeah. phenomenal.
2: So as a scale guy, to see somebody take a World War One plane like that and fly it like a pattern plane. Do you cringe or do
5: you? Um, I know a lot of people do. To me, again, it's it's all relatable, you know. Uh, We uh, immediately, you know, how plugged in I am with my Facebook and the Twitter and stuff, there's something up every five minutes for me. I got a lot of phone calls and a lot of text messages. So people are actually talking about it. So some of it's some of it's good, some of it's bad, but I think you get that with any product. There's always somebody that doesn't like it
3: and it really just comes down to who yells the loudest, well, whether they like it or they don't
5: like it. That you know? reminds me
3: of when Fitz super powered his cub his great plane is the electric hub If we were all great that is wrong you cannot hover a cub like that sure, <laughs> well i mean Any, he, anything will hover with enough, enough power man. yeah exactly but he just took it one step further so well, the fact of the
1: matter is everyone has their own personal flying style right. and if you want to fly on you know 28 watts per pound because that's scale for the cub or whatever the number really is and just you know ghost around the pattern mm-hmm. or if you want to you know, sit there and do tail touches in the pond mm-hmm. with a D7. As yeah. long as you're having fun.
2: That's the key right there. That's a, that's a great quote. And you're not
1: forcing everybody else to fly that way, right? Yeah, as right. long as
2: you're having fun, that's the key. And I must have multiple personalities because on Tuesday, I might like the 28 watts per pound. And then on Wednesday, with the same airplane, I'm just <laughs> bending the, Options the throttle Options are forward. great,
5: right? You don't yeah. have
1: to fly gas. You don't have to fly glow. You don't have to fly electric. They're all options. Yeah. And I know a lot of guys that have all three in their hangar. Oh, yeah. What do I feel like today?
5: Yeah. It was funny, actually, because once, once I unplugged <clears> on <throat> the covering iron for a little bit, I walked down and was flying in the uh, AMA trailer. And one of the guys, the scale guys, was standing there, and he was like, I was flying the PAU... Three hundred or whatever that one is in the real flight. I don't know yeah. which one it is. I think yeah. it's a three hundred kau. And I'm I'm like doing tail touches and stuff around. He's like, you're not supposed to fly like I said, no, I, what Who says I have to fly scale all the time? Am I fly. He says, do you get out and sneak flights? I said, no. I fly all kinds of sneak no. flights. Yeah, he's like, you see him you're not to Fly that.
2: So yeah that's always funny there was a guy
0: today flying one of the timber x's in, in, the, oh, cage. in the cage yeah he was he was hovering it he was doing three D. nice take off, of full
2: mil. flaps take off and then just immediately start yeah. hanging on the prop <laughs> see that's another
3: one i'm gonna have to check out too that it looks like it'll be a lot of fun yeah. well speaking of timber x you'll also have released a new timber turbo yeah,
2: yeah we yeah, saw we that
3: tur-
4: turbo timber so it's, it's it's a lot like the original timber it we like to call it like the v2 of the timber because eventually the timber it's getting kind of old go it. away Timber with a facelift? Uh, yeah, a timber with a facelift. So um, it's no got job. Metal Gear servos, different prop. It's a bit longer, a bit uh, wider wingspan. Oh, really? Shorter cord. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: So basically the same performance envelope as the original?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and it can handle a four cell now.
2: Oh, okay. So be oh, well, that seems yeah.
4: I like it. I like the Timbrex. I'm more of a 3D guy. But but when I is like that... Timbrex a lot.
2: When does
7: that hit
5: the floor? Turbo timber, turbo. timber.
3: Uh, I, think, I think they're pretty much over here, actually, from last I heard. I think they're supposed to be here, like, within a week or so. Okay. Well, I own a Timber X. Fitz is had fun of flying one. Didn't you fly it with yeah, Jeff?
0: a friend of mine has a Timber X and let yeah. me fly it a few times, and cool. it was really nice. Yeah, I like it
3: really. on 4S. Yeah, I, I, I tried it on 3S, like, you can't get you got to change the prop. You're going to reply fly yeah. it on 3S. So yeah. 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 Just, yeah, but well. I, just, I just, I really had a good time. I flew it first on the 4S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After reading some reviews on RC yeah. Group, so yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's probably where I'll keep it. Yeah. 1800,
0: yeah. 2200, on yeah, 2200 4S. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I took it, I first flew it on 3S, and yeah. Yeah, it did pretty nice.
3: But he said, okay, let's see how it does in 4S. And it mm-hmm. was like total charm. Yeah, it is. It's great. It was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. even sounded different. Yeah. yeah. Matt Andrew, he was the guy behind that. He did a good job. Anything else released this week for the show? Um, well, one that didn't come to the show,
4: and I don't know if you guys are much into like the scale cars or anything, but Axial made an 18 scale car. They haven't made an 18th scale car in a long time. Hmm. So it's a Yeti Junior what they call it so the actual Yeti. They made a tiny little 18 scale. One. Oh, cool! It's
2: a lot of fun.
6: Yeah.
4: they got a cool video on it, it's just, just check it out.
2: So, it's same suspension setup. I think it's with solid rear axle independent. Yeah, design. yeah, I think Is so. It. Is yeah. it brushless? Um,
4: no, no, okay. it's not. It's 18 scale, so it's pretty small. Yeah. Damn David's like, Yes, <laughs> I, took,
0: I took note of that the Chevy Blazer you guys had. That's kind of neat. Yeah, a classic uh mm-hmm. view
2: It's like a scale crawler, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. it's a it's a big, big deal now. Did you know that
5: Scale what? crawling? Oh yeah, people oh, yeah. go nuts over this. Oh,
2: stuff. it's like the scale awesome. airplanes. Oh my! A little <laughs> track they had
5: set up down there for the. I think it's in the. Uh, is it? Who's it? It's the
3: um, Hobby King. Hobby King. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, little, Terry. Uh, Terry, uh, Terry yeah. you okay? CPR. <laughs> they had a, they <laughs> had a cool.
5: They had a cool little FPV mini yeah, little FPV rock
3: crawler for us. Can't even talk cool. about the
2: Buffalo
3: <laughs> if you want. how about the round Yeah. Or well, Terry walked away. We'll save the Rondells until he goes
7: back. Okay. <laughs>
0: so, so we just got joined by somebody. Who are you and what
7: do you want? <laughs> uh, Dan Landis and I was flagged over. So. Yeah. Dan, Jake, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. So, um, tell us
0: uh, a little bit about yourself. You, uh, why are you here? Yeah, why are you here? Who are you with, with this
7: year? Uh, <laughs> this year, uh, for this show, I'm actually working with a uh, joint, uh, joint team, the AMA and the EAA. Uh, we're doing a, uh, a joint uh, build on a, uh, an LT40 and uh, kind of the deal that we're looking for is to get youth youth into aviation uh, so when you go and you're a young eagle and you do the full-scale flight and you're interested and, and enjoying it you move on and, and you can't always be flying full-scale so you're going to do this model build joint with your EAA chapter and an AMA club you get the whole package, the, the EAA chapter gets this full package that includes the airplane, the radio, motor, everything you need literally to build it down to the T pins um, So we're here, we've been building for uh, two days now. We've got the airplane 95% covered and just about done. So we're hoping to have it finished tomorrow.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, Joe mentioned that. He's been uh, building, staring at white covering all day. Yeah, Dan, Dan,
7: Dan built the rudder.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, who's the weakest link? Yeah. <laughs> who's taking the most breaks? <laughs> when, we, when we
5: when we divvied up the work, he ended up with the rear stab and the rudder, and that's just how it worked. I was out. gonna say he's I doing a lot of other working on the yeah, he's too, done. He's but, doing a lot of other stuff. So <laughs> is it straight? It
4: is. It's it's
0: all
5: right. It's on straight backwards. <laughs> right.
3: As long as it's, it's on, that's, it's
7: that's what matters, right? Is that a canard? Now? It will fly. <laughs> <laughs> it will fly. Oh, it's been great a great project. A great time. And when when, uh, the AMA first approached me about doing this, it was just a super exciting thing and really on board to work with everybody and we put together an awesome team and super happy with the the way it's turning out. And the reaction from everybody at the show has been amazing. And the number of people coming over to watch the build and watch the covering and people are like, I've never seen this before. How do you do it? And it's really cool getting to show the roots of the hobby back to people now.
3: What's your full-time job?
7: Uh, now I, uh, I fly drones, actually, commercially, um, doing inspections for everything from bridges to transmission power lines uh, to new construction. Okay. Do you
3: still fly fixed wing?
7: I do still fly fixed wing okay. um, for both full-scale and model. Um, so, yeah. Oh, okay. good. Nice.
1: Back to the, uh, the joint project, what are they using for power in the LT40s?
7: It's a Hi-Max motor with a Castle controller on a forest okay, battery. Okay,
1: so they'll all be electric setups.
7: Correct, that's it for ease and and cutting down on needing starters and glow fuel and, and all the rest of that. It's just a. Th- this whole package comes together yeah. with everything charger,
2: battery, all of that. Okay. Seriously, so an electric's better than nitro. Absolutely not saying that it's better, <laughs> but it's easier
7: for people just starting out because they need to know how to power <laughs> it. I'll <laughs>
5: At uh, at twenty seven dollars a gallon, that's I would say it's better.
2: (laughs) Oh, I didn't mean to start an argument. No, no, not not an
5: argument. That's my own personal thing. I just I'm actually taking all of my glow motors and swapping them out with electrics.
2: Well, when people ask me which one's better, I'm like, well, you're just trading one set of problems for a different set of problems. Right. So what you're more comfortable with.
5: You know to. To to hit on that a little bit, I think it's important. And th- anybody out there that's listening to the podcast that's just getting started in this hobby, I, I know there's a lot of offerings. I know Horizon has a ton of great offerings for the beginning level pilots with the the you know the UMX stuff and the safe mode and all that stuff. But that stuff's awesome. I have several of those aircraft for myself. But if you're going to get into this hobby and you really want to learn the hobby, you really want to learn as much as you can in a short period of time high wing trainer with a glow motor and you're going to learn every basically everything you need to know to continue your career all the way up to flying Fitzgel turbine jets. I mean you you learn so much doing the balsa wood. Not saying kits, I would prefer that you bought kits for sure, but the nitro motors teach you so much about tinkering and being able to tune an engine and the sound it makes when it's flying good and the sound it makes when it's flying bad so i would suggest that as, as part of your repertoire getting into the hobby is get a glow go plane and fly the windows outfit certainly give it a try absolutely right
1: yeah you, you have no way of knowing whether or not you like it until you give it a try right yeah you
5: just learn so much so because uh, glow motors are so finicky you know, the temperature changes by 6 degrees, and you've got to figure out what your needle settings are going to be, you know. That's gas motors. Yeah, <laughs> right?
3: Yeah. Well, see, I'm going I'm to segue into something else that happened at the session. But, see, Joe's talking about high-wing trainer, glow engine. See, I started with gliders. I mean, my dad made me build a balsa kit, 2-meter glider. Uh, you know, we started with the Astro Flight, uh, Monterey and Malibu. And, you know, I, I learned on a high start. My dad would not let me fly a glow engine aircraft until I could fly a dead stick every time in Spotland. So glider was my, my passion and you know that's how I got trained. But at the show I came across the transmitter that I learned on, which was my dad's Heath Kit, you know, <laughs> four channel radio there. And they they have these reproductions that they're they're six hundred dollars. I mean God how so beautiful <laughs> They're beautiful. I mean, I just I held that thing and it was like I had a flashback. No, I was like, and I just remember holding this thing and chucking a glider real fast and saying, "How far can I land it straight?"
6: <laughs> you know.
3: But it, they're they're so cool. This company is really. I don't have the card on me, but Cal,
1: Cal Air, Cal Air. Oh. Cal Air is the company. Cal Air Cal Orr Cal Orr is, is the owner. And Cal. Yeah.
3: And uh, yeah, that Heath kit just uh, brought Joel back memories. <laughs> so so I but I'm so with you. Balsa kit, get to learn. You know, put something together, toss it. It and and then again, I see my my joke about learning gliders first is that when I went to the field and these older guys were flying the glow powers and their engines were not running right or something, they dead stick. They just start screaming, "Dead stick! Dead stick! Clear the runway! I'm coming in!" They're like coming straight down trying to get airspeed, and me, I was like, "Just land it! Don't, don't yeah. panic!" <laughs> so yeah. and again, you know. I don't. I, actually, I do
5: suggest you get a kit and you build it and you fly it. And I know a place where you can get one, actually. But <laughs> you know, the thing that the I thing suggest that, they build from plans, and I know where they <laughs> can get some oh,
1: plans.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I suggest they fly Spectrum, and I could. <laughs> so you got the, this thing called
5: a swatch spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: First of all, that was awesome. <laughs> uh,
5: but they. Um, Kit building, and a lot of people are intimidated by it, and I get, these, I get these questions today. I get these questions constantly. What do I do with it? Well, you go and you build it. Guess what? It's balsa wood. It's bass wood. It's some light ply. If you screw it up, we sell more wood. It's it's easy to fix. Absolutely. And, the, and the, the thing about it is, is whether you're building from plans or whether you're building from a kit or whether you're scratch building, whatever you're building, you will learn when you take your X-cub out and you crash it what the inside's supposed to look like and yeah. you can repair it. Instead of throwing your thousand dollar ARF in the trash, you can pull the covering back and repair it and have it fixed and it will fly as good, if not better, than it did before. If not, not better, I'm going tag on that,
2: yeah. That's funny because in Fitz's talk today about 3D printing, part of it is he's talking about this plane that he got because Buddy Fitz crashed an ARF, couldn't fix it or didn't want to fix it and basically handed it over to Fitz who put it out apart and had it flying the next day? Or?
5: I go to the club field all the time, and one of the first things I often do is go over and check on the dumpster at the field <laughs> and, and see what's in there because <laughs> I have gotten I have gotten set. What I'll do is if I see an airplane in there, uh, I'll pull it out, we'll fix it, and I'll give it to somebody that's new into the hobby. I've done that several times. That's where I got you my Moki right yeah. out of the dumpster. Yeah, the people throw <laughs> yeah. people throw stuff away. They crash it once and they throw it away. You know that was the knockoff Noki. <laughs> Noki. <laughs> All right, so let's Look
6: change
2: do, gears. And give it
0: to people.
1: But actually, before we do change gears, I think one of the takeaways from the last five minutes or so is. There's many different ways to get started in this hobby as there are different people doing it. And they and all pretty much all the approaches work. And, yeah.
2: And who says just get started? Who cares how long you've been into it before you try building kits or foam yeah, or whatever? Yeah.
1: yeah, you may have been flying arcs for, you know, twenty years and now yeah. it's time to try gluing some sticks together. And so. I
2: also want to
5: point out while we're on that subject that we've around this table right now we've got Kit builders, we've got drone pilots, we've got commercial drone pilots, we've got our glider pilots, we've got heli pilots, and we're all getting along just fine. And I think that's a that's that's, a, that's something that's, right, <laughs> that that, yet. that's something that I think we all need to keep in mind moving forward in this hobby. If we want the the AMA and the EAA and our hobby to survive we've got to start working together as a group, not as individual segments of the same hobby.
2: Right.
5: So we I just Recognize feel like what we have in common, right? Yes. It's different. yes
2: it's, yeah, absolutely. If somebody
5: wants to hover on their prop in the middle of uh, your field, let them. It's, who cares? Yeah. It, it, you know, they're going to run out of gas, then you can go fly your circles with your warbirds. Yeah, because while you're matter. complaining
2: about them hovering over the runway, when it's your turn, they're complaining about you doing patterns.
5: Uh, doing patterns. So, yeah, it's, so. It's, it's, it's all something that we really need to strive for. I talk about that constantly, because I see it, constantly uh it doesn't matter what aspect of the hobby you're you're passionate about we're all on the same page we're all should be on the same page and helping each other survive
1: and the pages change sure they do right i mean i think dan the number of years that we've known each other and i'm sorry how many (laughs) (laughs) how many different types of models have you demoed at the neat fair Everything from Gliders
7: to giant scale to EDF. The only thing I haven't
1: seen you fly at the neat fair is free flight or control line. And you may well have done it.
7: I've flown control line there, but I have not flown free flight. Exactly. Yep, yep. He Challenge accepted. <laughs> right? i got to figure out what I need to build from That's that. That's pretty
3: easy. Just turn your transmitter off. Well, I, mean, I guess
7: <laughs> we could do that. Joe, can I borrow one of your airplanes? <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Right, so who saw those quarter-scale dragsters today? I mean, well, they they really didn't see them. They bring those every year. Go. I saw you,
3: you know, picking up the drool out of your mouth when you walked by.
2: I think I noticed them here last year but didn't yeah. really go in. I chatted with them for a few minutes this morning. Wow. Wow. There are some that are gas powered, some that are electric. I was asking him about the electric, and it's a brushless, direct drive, chain setup. I don't know how many cells are running, but it's two big packs. A thousand amps off the line. A thousand amps. And he showed me the ESC. The ESC is the size of, I don't know, what's how big is that? The Quadra, 8s? 50. Yeah, uh, wait,
1: the that was bubble. ESC? That, yeah. I
2: thought that was a battery pack. No. That was that. That wow. big thing, right? Yeah. That was, it was huge. It was the size of,
0: like, a, a brick.
2: Yeah. And I, f- I forget the numbers. We're doing, I think, uh, a quarter scale, a quarter mile, so a sixteenth of a mile, in less than two seconds, approaching 200 miles an hour. And that's not scale speed. That's actual speed.
5: So, uh, so a friend of mine, and shameless plug for Tim Smith, uh, from Tim Smith Racing, that's a guy you should guys could try to get on the podcast at sometime. You know, he has his uh, TSR podcast that he does. Right. He's doing that stuff on a one cells. On cell, he's, he's he's doing one cell packs for drag racing. At what scale? One cell twenty p. Uh, I don't know for sure. I, I'm not I'm not, a, I'm not a car guy, but he was on uh, with Grant from MythBusters last year. They did. They were trying to break the 200 mile an hour speed barrier. And their stuff that they've done is amazing. Um, and he's doing it on
1: cell. 3.7 volts.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. It must be. Cool. Need some I I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, something. Tim. I, I'm sorry,
5: Tim. I don't know the details of the guys have you on there, but check out his stuff. Look, I said Tim, 100, Tim 100 Smith. Sell. <laughs> <laughs> no. one got me. Look up Tim Smith <laughs> racing. <laughs> does like, he does like funny cars and
2: dragsters, and it's it's
5: his stuff is really cool. Right. TSR not, Racing. There. TSR Racing. yeah.
2: I'm not very knowledgeable about gas engines, but they're running uh, single-cell, single-cylinder Zenoa's. And he was saying that they don't break them down. Like a full-scale dragster. between every run, they're breaking the whole thing down and and rebuilding it. He said he might touch the clutch once a year, Uh, so these things aren't He's not pushing it hard enough. Right. Well, he's saying there's a lot of headroom in there. (laughs) And and that's how they want it, because they don't want to break it down every time. They want it consistent. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there's, they're, they're not pushing them that hard. They have some pretty crazy tuned pipes on there with some great weld jumps. And if you're into welding, you want to come look at them.
1: I did notice the pipes.
2: But, yeah, uh, pretty elaborate pipes. Yeah,
1: apparently, the full-scale dragsters are diesels not too many yards off the starting line because the plugs <laughs> are gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, anyway, and he was saying the uh, specially formulated tires uh, because they were just blowing up anything regular. Um Neat stuff, but most of it is off-the-shelf, just bulky hardware that they're they're using for these dragsters that are just insane. So And it's very clean stuff. It was neat to see and neat to talk to these guys about how they do it and how they went through this iterative process of you break something and now you build a better one, and it, eventually you get something that's almost bulletproof. And fast. Just really fast. Okay. Yeah. So they showed me some videos on their phone. Oh, did they? Yeah, they gave you... me some links to watch on YouTube. I was
1: going to say, you might be surprised there's some videos on YouTube of radio control drags racers going, and yeah. it's frightening. You do not want to be standing in front of them when they light
0: off. <laughs> <laughs> I
6: think
1: there was one that was a,
0: it was a glow of gasoline gasoline-powered, but it was like a third of the car was engine. It was a little stubby one. I don't know what it was or
2: anything like that. Like a Pro Stock or something. Yeah, chassis.
0: and it's got this huge engine, all these fins, and you know, just a little tiny chassis. It's like, how does that thing even be stable? It's, it's like, half of its engine and the rest of this chassis.
2: Yeah, and they have carbon fiber wings on the front and back. And he did calculations to see how much downforce they're getting at the end of the run. And I don't remember the number, but it was ridiculous. It was significant. I'm, I'm sure they could be going inverted and stick to the track. <laughs> So they're,
5: they're putting stuff like I know Tim's doing some work right now he's been posting a lot of pictures content and he's working with uh, vortex generators like we do on our airplanes to get less drag and more efficient runs and he's if you're into the cars man check you got to check Tim Smith out he is the man he's got a whole, he runs a whole drag racing like uh, league out in California where he's at.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, even when I was doing 10th scale off-road 20 years ago, putting a wing on made a huge difference in the handle, mm. and that's at what, 15 or 20 miles an hour. Right. I can't imagine, once you start getting at those speeds, how much aerodynamics right. plays part.
0: Yeah, that, that's interesting about this show, in that even though know, it's put on by the AMA, it's really a full-fledged uh, RC modeling show, where we, we hit the cars, we have boats. Uh, planes R2-D2 R2-D2
5: yeah there's yeah. a couple of a couple of different <laughs> the, R2-D2's the in, Death Star drone was very cool Death Star drone the, yeah I the little oh the mouse droid
6: the
0: that monster. thing is yeah. sweet. To the kid a bit. Yeah. I was like,
5: man, that is awesome. Yeah, Talk most... about a flashback. That thing was cool. I heard it before I saw yeah, it. Yeah, like, great like, that's totally the, the mouse grid from the Death Star. Where's that thing at?
2: <laughs>
3: weeks, come, sure. If we do AMA West, you got to bring K-9. See if we can borrow the uh, D7 box. Put yeah. K-9 in there. There's lots of lots of bubble oh, yeah.
5: wrap. The only, the only thing he's missing on that is FPV, so he wouldn't have to be walking around behind it. Oh, right, right. That would be There's
0: a mixed thing about that because I did that with K9, and I was at a convention, and I don't know what K9 is, mm-hmm. whatever. It's got an FPV, but I was at a, at a comic convention, I'm driving around, sitting at my desk, looking at the monitor, and this is pretty neat. All of a sudden, I see the video screen just goes crazy. It looks like somebody had kicked it tipped it over. And what happens is his ears got caught on a costumer's was Wonder Woman. Walking <laughs> by her lasso got caught on the head and ripped the head off. <laughs> <laughs> And nice. I had no idea where it was. <laughs> so nice. I could have made my way back, but at the time hey, I knew exactly where it was. <laughs> so <laughs> this other guy ran off and tried to scout his convention center. It was a huge convention, looking for it. He probably found it. The lady was real apologetic. She was real so sorry. He's like, oh, it's okay. I'll fix it. So there's a mix of <laughs> FPV in a crowded area.
4: It's kind of mixed.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Speaking of, they had FPV flying in the cage, yeah. but there was no frequency control. So it was,
4: it was pretty much just like any buddies meeting up at a park would fly. Okay, like, well, hey, what channel are you on? So,
2: Well, that's funny because I was talking to a guy who had been flying there. He said, Yeah, I found a channel that was nice and clean and working great. Yeah. But then somebody at one of the booths was displaying or yeah. demoing that, one of their that's things. That's the risk it. you have there, man. <laughs> that happens with like every January. show. So, and you guys might laugh at me, but I thought those Grottner quads with the ball, the sphere around it, I didn't take much of pay much attention at first but then I saw them hand the sticks to a guy who would never flown a quad Yeah. so he's flying he gets it 15-20 feet up freaks out chops the throttle that thing comes flying down and then just bounces three yeah. or four times <laughs> I'm like oh now I see why they do that <laughs> yeah.
5: Manny's doing some cool stuff over there Who's the, do you know who's Manny. yeah, okay. Manny's, uh, Manny's Grapner. that's his company. Yeah. Okay,
2: so he's importing oh, okay. them now? Yeah, yeah. So.
5: He's, a, he's got a lot of cool stuff going on. I got one of their boats, I got the uh, Grappner Gambler too. Uh That thing is so much fun. Is that electric? Super fast, yeah. Is it yeah. like a hydro or something? Or a... Yeah, it's a V-Haul, I think. I don't know no, much V-haul. about boats, but I know that thing is fun to drive, yeah, man. self writing and it's oh, fast. Nice. It's good, fast.
1: Good rooster tail.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. It, that thing smokes across yeah, the water, man. It's, like it's a awesome. good feed boat. Now, Speaking of boats, they that they have the um, the
0: boat pond back this year, and uh, it looks like it was very heavily used.
5: Yeah, I thought that was very cool. Yeah,
0: a lot of guys were running their boats around in this little. Was a one foot deep by. Twenty by twenty, maybe. Twenty
5: by twenty, maybe. Yeah, I would say
0: bigger than that. I would say at least twenty by thirty. It's good, yeah. good size. Yeah, great good size. Great. ahead They. I walked over there. I think it was on a Friday, and a guy just handed me a transmitter. And said, hey, try this thing around. I was one of little It's a little
2: different than handing you the, the sticks for his oh, ultimate or something. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> You're on the show. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's <not. laughs> okay. it's uh, the hotel staff. Very good service. Okay, good
3: service. Thanks.
0: <laughs> but, so uh, what? Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going just to follow up on the boats. That, uh there's some really neat stuff, they have a battleship out there, a little tugboat. There was one time, that, look, this kid had this little tiny tugboat. Tiny. Tiny. Yeah, one of the little
3: push boats. little pushboat, little so pushboat and he's pushing this big
0: battleship sideways <laughs> across the pool. It was just mesmerizing watching this, that is the coolest thing I've seen all yeah. day. <laughs>
2: well, speaking of boats, like the most impressive models that I saw in the static displays yeah. Of the boats Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh I guys. think
5: the C H fifty three wins hands down oh, all yeah. the,
0: uh, the great oh, yeah. the, the helicopter, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, did, yeah. That nice thing was
5: really it. well done. I've spent a lot of hours inside those things and that oh, thing yeah. was really cool. Great yeah. yeah. memories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, to, I told Dan today at dinner I said that guy just needs to give me that because it's it's <laughs> <laughs> the right thing to <laughs> do. It's it's do. Because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, that thing is there's a lot of pictures. I know the RC roundtable Podcast took a lot of close-up pictures that you got to check it out if you haven't seen it. It's really cool. Someone get a picture with you in it? With it? Uh, no, because my head would never fit. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll get a picture with you. Photoshop. Partner. Yeah. There Put you go. Put you right in the cockpit. In it? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> found the owner yet? <laughs> No. Um, I'm
2: sure he'd appreciate hearing your thoughts on it. Yeah, it's. You could just fantastic. fill out a new entry for
1: him <laughs>
6: Yeah. There
2: you go. <laughs> Cross yeah. out his name. Put your name. Oh, that, that was mine. He could
5: tell you. By that. the way. Yeah. yeah, I'll find out what it is. Yeah, yeah, that
1: is a very impressive model. And there as Terry mentioned, there are some beautiful boats and we've always seen that here at AMA Expo East and before that is the Ram show. There's some very talented boat modelers in this oh, yeah. area. Yep.
5: And one of the things that I know that they, we were talking today about West this year, they're doing everything. Mm-hmm. They're doing planes, trains, boats, dragsters, drones. Everything that you can think of that's model-related, it'll all be there. So if you and they have don't have plans flying. for November 1st through the 3rd, you should check it out. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. They will have open flying every day. have some indoor. They have some outdoor. It's it's going to be something else. It's really
2: cool. So, I think Rob Romash is coming down at some point, but you didn't have to look hard to find him flying one of his rubber-powered planes inside the, the no. center today. Those are pretty good. Cool.
1: Yeah, they're very cool. They're... Roughly 18-inch wingspan models and weigh a couple of grams, and they—we joke about our, or we don't joke. We sometimes talk about our trainers landing at you know walking speed. They never do. Not <laughs> not the radio control models, but Rob's models are so light they are truly fall, flying at below walking speed. It's oh, yeah. very impressive.
5: I don't know which. I don't. I didn't go down there and have a chance to talk to him because I was too busy covering an airplane all day.
7: But uh great job covering that airplane. Yeah, right. (laughs) But um
5: the one he put up and I can't I don't know anything about it, I just I think those things are cool. I've watched the free flight stuff a lot. But that one he had he put up and I watched him it stayed in the air. I bet that thing was in the air for close to twenty minutes. And it was doing almost a perfect it wasn't dropping altitude. It was it was going around in a perfect circle and it stayed in the same place and it just kept going around in a circle and going around in <laughs> a <the> circle. <laughs> he must have had some kind of a updraft he was catching at that minute, but that thing was in the air for a long time. And like like you said, it was just barely moving. I mean it was just like it's crazy. Those things are neat.
2: Mesmerizing to watch.
5: Yes, yeah, very much.
2: much. He had it tuned very finely.
5: One of his flights, he landed right on a table.
0: He just landed right perfectly nice. on a table. I was like, yeah, You can't
2: do that again, can you? Yeah, yeah. I also saw him hit somebody in the back of the head. So. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but they were like, They, they didn't even know. Maybe he's going to get a fly, that. yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, really? Yeah. laughs> like, I'll fly. So, um, Fitz, did you buy anything at the uh, AMA uh, Expo East? need to confirm or deny that I bought something.
1: <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> you bought him the P-38. No, it might be P-38. <laughs>
3: no, we, we got to... Well, tell him about the uh, swap meet, or the donation, rather. I Take it back. Donation. Well, apparently, uh,
0: I guess a member donated a, a whole estate to the AMA. I
3: don't think it was an estate. I think the guy is around. He was still... Oh, so yeah, was he's still Yeah, he's still I have right some I have, some, I have some planes. Not, yeah, <laughs> Here you go. Yeah,
2: by some, he means a lot yeah including yeah. that's it yeah <laughs> this guy said here take these and sell them and they were priced to move yeah but we were seeing them Thursday night and if it's one of the first movers
0: yeah yeah i had i had i couldn't resist they they had this Hapu 32 sitting there basically bind and fly mm-hmm. ready to go and they they made me an offer i couldn't refuse or i made them an offer that they accepted that i couldn't refuse <laughs> <laughs>
2: The price on the
0: tab was pretty darn good. The price good. on the tab was pretty good and I thought, well, when I was talking to us, maybe I'll, you know, see if I did caggle a little bit just out of curiosity. And they did. And they when they said the price, I said uh, dude, shut up and take my money. Yeah. Will uh, it fit in your carry on? That's
2: well we're gonna find
0: out. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're <laughs> gonna find out tonight how far we can break <clears> it down. Um, it might have to come home in stages. Whether we can stick it in our suitcase and then we, uh, leave some with Terry, perhaps. I'm usually up this this way. Actually, I, I have family in Connecticut, so I'm usually up in the summers so up here anyway. So I may um, part two, maybe, to come up and to visit Terry up in Buffalo and grab the rest of it when I come up and, and deal with it then. So not in a big rush.
2: I notice he doesn't want to leave the whole thing with me. Was I was, right. seeing, <laughs> that. I was <laughs> seeing
0: that. No, I fly. <laughs> But the Havas—I've never had a Havas 32. This is a nice one. This is the uh, farm glass and wood one. Yeah.
6: Yeah. You,
1: you could More store points. You could store it with a non-Jet guy who lives in Connecticut safely. So <laughs> That's a good
3: point. Did you drove in, didn't you?
1: It's a lot closer than driving to Buffalo. Yes. Buffalo's like four days from here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you take Terry's out. That's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Where you live is actually not very far from so It's about, about an hour and 15, 20 minutes from here. I so to take you up on that offer. It,
1: I could hide it in the shed.
2: Oh, there we go. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I, I bought to a, like jets. a puddle master. <laughs> swap me.
1: Stunning piece of craftsmanship. It
2: is. How old do you think it is? At least 20 years. That's close and to SAE. It's S- got 80. to be at least 20 years.
5: And, and the the motor on it's amazing. Clearly what? predates
1: any yeah. concept of Wouldn't brushless think technology. thing gold-plated? Yeah. <laughs> right? So,
2: yeah, it's got an 05 cam motor with a direct drive, probably 8-inch prop.
1: I bet it's an old buggy
5: motor, because didn't it have replaceable brushes?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's open it though. So, yeah.
5: So, if any of you guys were like me when I was a kid, you used to take your toys apart, and it reminds me of stuff that I took apart, like, in the 70s. <laughs> and couldn't put back together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the motor looks like, it's crazy. It looks like it could be a
2: miniature washing
5: machine. It's it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, from what I remember, Ace kitted the Puddle Master, and designed by Ken Willard, Yeah. So, yeah. And I saw it. I'm like,
1: okay. It's a classic seaplane. I remember seaplane. looking at
2: catalogs as a kid. I never had one, so here I
1: am. I, and, and the beauty is, when you buy, you know, an old airplane at a swap meet, a lot of times it needs a little bit of wiping down to get the dust off. But the Puddle Master, being a seaplane, that'll happen yeah, the first time it's, you it's fly clear. it. Yeah, it's
2: cleaning. <laughs> yeah. And if it, if it piles up the first time I fly it, I'm out ten bucks. So I feel pretty good about
5: it. So. Now, my question is, are you going to fly it on the original electronics or are you going to update it?
2: I'm, I'm right now waffling between two options. These guys are trying to get me to keep the can motor and fly it, which it'll do fine, I even mean, with a LiPo or even it's it'll be fine. But I'm thinking about trying to keep the, the shroud of the can motor, put something brushless inside there so it looks like old school but it has a little bit more power. 3D printing.
3: <laughs> Did you go to that class today? That session yeah. on 3D printing. Somebody you might a be able to about make that a mail yeah. for that. Yeah. You so, could
1: uh, go to uh, Max Products and get one of their Inrunner brushless motors yeah. and turn a small prop really fast.
2: Yeah. So uh, I haven't opened the thing up yet. It went from the shop floor to my van, and so when I get it home, I'll open it up and see what's. I'm curious weird. to see how
5: that one turns out. That that would be a fun project, I think.
2: Yeah, and I think it'll be quick, too. It's just one of those where it's 90% there. Probably, I'm hoping you shrink the covering and it stays tight and just fiddle with the electronics and go have fun.
1: Get out your mall fabric tester, though, before you commit aviation with it. You might find you can push your finger right through that covering material.
2: Yeah. Well, it's fully sheeted, right? Well, I guess the wing is not yeah, we'll see. Again, if I set it on fire right now, I'm out $10 so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if the video's on YouTube, yeah, which would be thing. a bad thing for the hobby, so don't do it.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've seen videos like that
0: people setting your place on fire just, I don't know, for clicks or what. Yeah. It's like oh, all okay. that kind of a reason. To do it's, it. it's, it's not, not helpful no. in Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, who else bought stuff? You guys were right across from the swap shop all day. How did you... I bought
5: one thing. uh, It's something I've had my eye on for a while, and I actually bought it on Thursday because they only had the one. The 3D puzzles, the MDF 3D puzzles, I found the one that's the crank up with the biplane that goes around. Oh, nice. And I grabbed it up because I have not seen the... I see the other ones all over, like the horse and the train. I never see the one that's got the biplane that goes around the thing, and I picked that up. That was the only thing. I'm... Thinking the same way, I and mean, there's no way I'm getting through TSA with half the stuff. So I <laughs> just I'll buy stuff in Toledo if I
3: want if I really want something. So. Right.
2: <laughs> now, Lee, did you buy something?
3: I did, but well, it was I guess we saw it th- Thursday, and <laughs> I picked up. No, no, I saw it Friday morning before they opened, but a guy had a uh, one of those mini. Sky Hunters Hunter.
2: Nano. Oh, it was it the, the, the Nano? What mini yeah. Nano? The, the mini. I thought the mini was the mid size.
3: Well, we got three now, so yeah, I've got small, medium, small, and large. medium,
2: large. I found a small. <laughs> that guy but being ready-made
3: RC. The ready-made RC. Well, the guy we oh. bought it from was not ready-made RC, oh, but okay. it like is ahead. a ready-made RC Nano. But it's uh, plug-and-play, so you just you know put your receiver in, you're good to go. But it had the FPV camera, it had the motor, and it looked
2: Saros, be- yeah. And,
3: and we're building. We're building a large one. We have a, the large one, so the, the large. Uh, we haven't flown it yet. It's, Terry, you had no problems flying it, right? Yeah, it's so, a three-channel park flyer. So <laughs> we've already, we, uh, yeah. I think I may have mentioned it on the show, but we created a platform for Austin's FPV gear and his GoPro. So now it's interchangeable so we can swap out the, the mounts on the fly. And so now we got a, a nano one. All right. So now, and in the middle one, we got to get our butts in gear and, and we, do our three view. Yeah, we all
2: have. I'm one. going
3: to remind you guys again, we gotta finish that.
2: You gotta so, start that.
3: So I'll have three. And it was a good deal, it was a rate good price.
2: Yeah.
3: And I think you were with
2: me going like yeah. I was like, don't worry, I got yeah, at it. At first I thought <laughs> it was just the foam. I'm like, Yeah, that's kinda of okay. The other one we open it up like, oh, servos, motor, ESC. And he didn't balk. Uh, camera? With VTX? Yeah, you better buy this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and is that all you bought so far?
3: Uh, little trinkets, little cables and connectors, and stuff like that. That's it. No other boxes, though. <laughs> no, I have not purchased any other boxes there. Well, what about tomorrow morning? <laughs> I, I have not purchased <laughs> boxes that said eighty and now are hundred.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow morning. There's a phase three P thirty eight kit here, and I and it's my my buddies are like, "Why are you why are you waffling? Why don't you just buy it?" And I just can't. I, I don't know. But there's a Phase Three P38. He had eighty dollars on it. And then when I you know told him you know like are, is this the price? He goes, oh, it's a hundred dollars. And I said, it says eighty. He goes, oh well, all right, and it's eighty. And I was like, oh okay, I'll think about it. But it looks good. And then when I went this morning to offer him sixty, he went back, took this price tag off, and put a hundred on it. <laughs> I think I think I made him mad. <laughs> so. Anyway. It might be
1: 150 tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> for you. 150 special deal for you. Uh, I
3: don't know. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind having it, but I've got several P38s, and as I was telling you guys, I probably wouldn't mind something bigger. And if I really wanted to invest in a P38, I would like to get a large one. I'd like to get one that's 90 inches. Really would so, <laughs> quarter scale of uh, non-existent airplane. You know, I think it'd be fine. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to have it yeah. Did you get anything? Huh? Did you buy
2: anything I haven't
3: night? had a chance to look, honestly. I love it. Yeah.
2: Your booth was
3: jammed.
4: Yeah, so You were busy. Yeah, we you were busy. busy. Uh, I'll, I'll look at stuff tomorrow. I, I'm not sure what I'll be able to throw in the crate to ship back. But, uh, I might well, if
1: there. you leave the D7 here, you'll have plenty of room.
3: <laughs> Put that up for auction tomorrow. I know a guy who can store it for you. <laughs> <A> kinetic, <laughs> <laughs> so, they I only saw the balsa and you carrying around balsa. Did you get anything else?
1: That you can tell the public. I got lunch. I <laughs> um, got a donut today at City Kitchen. Um,
3: Where is our donut, by the way? Um, in your room. Yeah, but did you I drop it in there? Our donut. That's a strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna share the donut for our talk
1: a
2: special kind of friendship okay,
1: sure. sharing the donut is that what they call it now
5: <laughs> I brought candy <laughs> aren't you supposed to sit on the donut not <laughs> <bring candy? laughs> um, and then the podcast no, I, takes the right turn <laughs> I, I
1: think the only thing I bought is the balsa wood and surprisingly very little of that balsa wood is for me I've got like I, I think I mentioned earlier some kid orders to fill and my it was funny I was sifting balsa wood at uh National at their booth because they're the only people selling balsa wood here now. And while I'm sifting and sorting their wood, I'm texting with Mark Enderby, who's owner of Balsa USA, vice president. Vice president, and I'm saying, you know, Mark, how does this compare to you know my wholesale prices that I've forgotten? And he said, Don't worry, just get what you need, and we'll take care of you next week. So it's all good. We're all friends, right? It's a small oh, yeah. pond Absolutely. we swim in. We got it. Got to take care of it. Keep it, keep it going as best we can. So yeah, just balsa wood.
2: Now you told me yesterday you weren't leaving here without putting your kitten on the pond.
1: I did get a set of plans today too. Don't change the uh, subject. A good friend, of, yeah. <laughs> a good friend of mine. Yeah, get him
3: uh, back. Go at him. He got me on me on the Phase no, Three P thirty eight. Get back at him on the. Yeah. a good, <laughs> a good friend of mine, be. Rob Caso, gave me a set
1: of. Vintage uh, blue line plans for the Model ZGB in one-sixth scale, and upon closer examination, we realized it was a plan from the Model Aviation collection. It was, I guess, it was published in Model Aviation in the 60s or 70s, so presumably it's still available from then. Uh, yeah, I tomorrow afternoon I, I want to put the kitten on the pond just to see what it looks like floating, because as you know, I've been picking away at it and really just I, it was not completely finished until you gave me a propeller for it yesterday afternoon which we bolted on so
2: speaking of is there a soldering iron in your supply stash there is well there you go the, there we the go missing link
1: yes yeah, I had a connector issue late at night in my
5: workshop and we've got the sign around there we'll be using it some tomorrow but I can't see why we wouldn't have a few
2: minutes to have it okay you know, it's better to put a uh, a male on your, or excuse me, a female on your ESC than a male on your battery.
1: That's true. Yeah. It's better to put a female on your battery and a male on your ESC. That's
2: what I'm saying. If you're going to make the mistake, you made the right mistake.
1: That's true. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to throw the battery in the transmitter case with the screwdrivers and have a male connector on the battery. Right. You'll find out pretty quick. You will. It's like the nine volt battery in the pocket with your change. That doesn't work well. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, did we cover everything? Or we, we didn't
1: done? actually. We, there's some a few other things. Like, okay, what did we buy? What did we see? Was there anything else that sort of really struck our fancy?
7: Because there was
1: a little tidbit that I saw. Um, Etienne from I care. I care. Yeah, I care in Canada. Yeah, he came down. He's come down to this show from Canada for. years that I know of and he had a gorgeous little tip launch glider in his booth that has plywood ribs that are machine cut with all sorts of lightning holes in them so they look like they're a truss built up rib the spar is a, a G10 spar Fiberglass composite spar. It's also been milled out with a whole bunch of lightning holes. Um, has a composite pod, a carbon fiber tail boom. The kit comes with covering material, pretty much everything you need except for the high-tech HS45 servos. And it's just this beautiful little. So it's little a kit. You can you can get it fully built up, ready to fly, or you can get it as a kit. And. I thought for the amount of technology that's in that box, the kit at a buck and a quarter was actually a pretty good deal. And uh, it looks like a whole lot of fun and the kind of thing that you can, you know, keep assembled in your car all the time, fly at lunchtime, you know, fly while you're driving somewhere with a family and taking a rest stop somewhere. And really nice-looking little airplane. And he's always got spectacular, beautifully crafted gliders, motor gliders, and, right. and such.
2: Yeah, a lot of shiny airplanes in that booth. A lot of shiny airplanes.
1: And this was one of them. It was just by far the smallest and so likely to not be noticed. <laughs> gotcha.
6: <coughs>
4: Tom, you? Everybody... So, I saw this thing in the uh, flying cage. It was from, like, a guy that flies for Team USA. It had, like, two props on it. Do you know is that Dave is? Lockhart? I, maybe. Does he have
2: a it kind of like, indoor, kind of gear?
4: rotating. It had like one motor on like a gearbox.
1: So it was two props. props, coaxial props. Yeah, yeah. So one behind the other. Yeah. Oh, very dang. likely, Dave Lockhart. Yeah. Okay. So that's why it sounded like that. Yeah. It had coaxial props. Yeah. And the yeah. beauty there is now you've, you've lost all the torque influence, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's canceling. It was really torque canceling. Yeah, we
4: did like a little demo of it, and uh,
1: very very floaty, like
4: super thin. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very very lightweight and if it's the power system that I'm thinking it is, it's worth close examination with a pair of bifocals. It's, oh, really? It's a beautifully, I think, handcrafted um, carbon fiber setup. Wow. Um, they, do, they have a very ingenious way that they're making those props run in a counter-rotating thing. Basically, it's, it's two concentric rings mm-hmm. with a, with a drive-bearing, or not bearing, but a the drive shaft from the motor goes between the two rings and it has like you know like, like mini rubber band or o-ring on the motor shaft so that the motor shaft is rotating say clockwise if you look at it from the end so it's the inner mm-hmm. ones rotating. The, the inner, inner ones, ones rotating. rotating counterclockwise. The outer ones rotating clockwise. From the
4: force of one yeah, motor. Yeah, um, that's really cool. It's a very cool. Yeah. I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, this is really neat." But is this like
1: a plan that people buy and they like make it out of cardboard? Where do you find that? Kind of thing? I I believe. Well, the guys who are playing at that level, a lot of them are handcrafting the road airplanes. But there are, um, I think, there are some kits available. Yeah. But the kits pretty much are. <laughs> plan with everything you need to build the airplanes uh, was you know, I mean yes the, the power system is built up but how much actual you know, pre-manufactured stuff is inside, inside the kit box it may mostly just be a box in the team so, so, so I don't know I haven't seen the box so.
4: yeah I, know. I was intrigued by that and I'm sure he flew it well
1: oh yeah he made
6: it look yeah. like anybody can do it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like, I can do that.
2: Now, are those the motor systems that when we were talking to Joe at Neat? At the Need Fair, yeah, they're, we saw them at the Neat Fair. They're ordering from Russia. Some guy in Russia is hand-producing these things. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. And they are. You saw,
1: so you saw, I remember them from the Need Fair. Yeah. yeah. It was a pretty cool bit of technology. Yeah, And the... um What's interesting, too, is the motor is sprung in such a way that it's, it's positioned when you want it to run, but it's on a flexible mount, so you can actually disengage the motor from the drive system while you store the airplane, so that you're not creating a flat spot, as it were, on oh, those sure. carbon ranks, Yeah, right? You don't want it to sit for yeah. a week yeah. without moving. Mm-hmm. You, you only want them engaged while you're running. That could be
4: frustrating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's fun, fun, fun.
6: Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, they're really cool. I mean, yeah. What's amazing is you've got that in the hobby. You've got Rob Road 2 gram, uh, you know, free flight stuff, which are pretty much the same style of yeah, airplane. Yeah, right? was. Ultra lightweight, slow flying, yeah. precision stuff. And then you've got the, you know, your new D7, which we think might be quarter scale. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got these dragsters that are going 200 miles an hour. It's, it's unbelievable. A lot of stuff and, rockets. There. and rockets. And rockets, yeah. So <laughs> rocket love your and the boats at the Mm monads, I've always thought it's funny that people will say, my part of the hobby is the only part that has any value and the only part that has any interest worth pursuing. Mm -hmm. Especially because those guys will be doing something completely different five or 10 years from now. Right, If they're flying control line combat this season, they may be RC pylon racing next and who knows what, Mm -hmm. the year after
3: that. Lee, anything you saw that jumped out at you? Um, that Chris Craft boat that was on display, that wooden boat, oh, yeah, and the yeah. detail in the cockpit, yeah, yeah. I posted on our Instagram page, because that just thing is marvelous. That was, was a sexy boat. That is sexy. That uh, was a... yeah.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was a very really interesting design, you know, even the, the rear end of it. just it was unusual. I can't describe it very well, but it was just a interesting design. And then there was another
3: boat there, as, as Thayer says, it was a diorama. You know, that's that was the best word to describe this boat. It was a story. Yeah. You're just like looking at this. the fishing boat? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the oyster, oyster smack. I, yeah, and yeah. I, when I did the walkthrough, I spent a lot of time on that boat, <laughs> on yeah. the video. But I need to go back and take more detailed photos because that, that boat is a max. That was challenge. nice. It was something like something you'd see at a classic model show, a couple of classic model competition, something like that. And that's interesting because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an airplane guy. Yeah. But going back to what struck me the most is those two boats. I mean, I saw there are some great-looking airplanes out there, but yeah. no darn it! If I kept going back yeah. and looking again at those boats to see if there's bottles, something
6: different, do you, yeah.
3: do you think the, the, that one
1: uh, actually floats? Do you think they actually put it in
3: water? I think they both it? float. Isn't that a the criteria? The
1: diorama boat. Though? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a radio-controlled sailboat it, that replicates, uh, I would say, like a Chesapeake Bay oyster fishing oh. snake. <laughs> they have uh, beautifully painted figures on deck and more interestingly they have the catch on deck too they're like sorting the I don't know what is it 1 8th scale or less probably like 1 24th scale I'd like to see a pile of oysters on the deck it's it's really pretty sweet
2: don't you have to have a certain amount of running gear that doesn't have to be usable to enter in the old
1: days of this show when the club was doing it they wanted airplanes or models that were ready to operate you had to have Servos installed and hooked up, push rods connected, in order to put your stuff in the static display. I don't know if the AMA has loosened those requirements at all. I know that they are now, because they're the AMA and they represent all of modeling. They are—they're um, encouraging people to bring free flight and control line models as well mm-hmm. to the show. Um, in fact, the last couple of years there have been a few control line models here that have been like. Beyond museum quality. It was yeah, absolutely Maki. stunning. Yeah, the Machi had um, if you if you ignored the signs that said don't touch the models and you reached in and touched the stick and wiggled it in the cockpit, all the control surfaces moved on the wings and tail. Yeah, it was it was pretty <laughs> sick. And it was small, it wasn't like a quarter scale yeah, I model, that. it was you know like maybe a twelfth scale model. Yeah. It was pretty dramatic. Yeah.
5: How about you, Joe? I know you didn't get out much, but uh, to Actually, something. today, I, well, the most the thing that impressed me most was the need for sunglasses when you're covering a white airframe. <laughs> <and laughs> air you're
0: the only man that got white out. Yeah, but. I got
3: white out today. <laughs> so Did you have like, to look light. at a black wall or something?
5: Yeah. 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 <laughs> get the I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm serious when I say I felt cross eyed when I first stood up and started actually oh, walking nice. around. Yeah. I sat at the table in front of the covering for six hours straight. I didn't get up. I, I was working on the model the whole time. Which is interesting
1: so. because you're saying that effectively it takes longer to cover a model than to frame it
5: up. Yeah, to me it does. I'm not the best coverer
1: yet. I'm getting. I there. found that with my model that's here too. It took yeah. me a couple of evenings to frame it up, and then. A couple more months
5: to finish it. Yeah, on, I just to
1: get started on like I'm getting minutes. the hang of
5: it You know, that's that's if, if there's anything that's my weak point I would say my covering is my weak point at this point But yeah, I mean I was I'm, I'm super meticulous is my problem. And so I was making sure it was right Yeah, uh, but there was a I mean to me There's a lot of stuff out there that I saw that was again probably did for me right now The CH 53 was the one thing I noticed that Beautiful just health was health really job. amazing that job that he did on that yeah. is incredible so, Have the, you
1: been to Stratford, where Sikorsky makes parts for
5: those? It's mm-hmm. yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um,
3: that's really it. I mean, there's everywhere you look, there's something.
0: Yeah, and, a nice stuff. Hard to kind yeah. of narrow it down.
3: Well, I'm going to ask you, Joe, because this is my first time and Fitz's first time. But how was the the size, like the crowds and the number of vendors? been managed? so it seemed rather small to me. Yeah, this is actually
5: my first East. Uh, but they, the trade show industry, and we've talked about this a lot. So the trade shows are great. The trade shows are awesome. We always enjoy the trade shows. But I'm personally, from where I sit, the trade shows are slowly starting to bleed out a little bit. I think we can fix that. Um, I think there's a lot of things we can do as hobbyists to, to fix that issue. Um, what, So the trade shows have have, have, um, transitioned because now you see all the new stuff online. You know, it used to be the trade shows were where you'd go to see what the latest and greatest was. So now that's kind of went away. They don't really do that anymore. They'll launch a product and then a couple weeks later there'll be a trade show or something. So it's transitioning. But I think we need to, if we want to keep the trade shows alive, we've got to figure out. You know, there was a window guy at the trade show today. You know, yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. got CPR. to figure out. Yeah, CPR. There's, there's got to be some things that we hook up with to keep it relative. Gun shows. Yeah, because we've we've essentially <laughs> <laughs>
3: what, what we going to bring it to Texas because we'll have we we'll gun shows in RC. Right. What, we, what, <laughs> what we've essentially done is
5: we've <laughs> shrunken our we've shrunken our um, I guess our crowd. We've shrunken our effectiveness. On the trade shows because who comes to the trade shows really it's the, the model guys you know the the people that are just out and about you don't see a lot of people oh there's a model airplane show let's go check it out so that's what i think we need to strengthen on and that that's across the board we all need to work harder on strengthening that public eye so that they see what we are and then they see a show pop up like this and they come and they, they visit it yeah. and then that's what gets the vendors so like if, if i'm using like a toledo as an example I'm going to be up front and 100% honest with you. Last year at Toledo, we spent a lot of time talking about this is probably going to be our last Toledo. It seems to be dying. You know, all these big vendors are pulling out. Everybody's kind of of dying off. And then we actually had the best sales we've had in Toledo in 25 years. So it's gotten smaller because there's not as many vendors doing it. But I think because of that the the pie, as far as the vendors are concerned, the pie is smaller too. So the pieces are a little bit bigger. See what I'm saying? So for but we've got it I think we need to reverse that trend a little bit. We need to be more like the stuff that the AMA's working on. I think the stuff that Chad and his team are are putting together to further what we do is the key to our future, especially with trade shows. Because if we don't do something soon, I feel like the trade shows will just be, they'll be a thing of the past.
3: Well, see, you're making me, I want to segue into our sessions because being in photography, when I, when I decided to take over my father's business and do it full time and have it under my name, I immediately started attending what was called Texas School, uh, which was a class, a lot of classes, but they also had trade shows. And then I went to the huge wedding photography seminar in Vegas. And again, tons of trade shows, tons of vendors showing new equipment, but there were just all these classes from professional photographers giving lectures and so forth. And I just remember how busy that was. And I know that my schedule was, okay, I have to be at this training session from here to here, this one here to here, and then I'll give myself an hour or two to walk the aisles of the new equipment and then go back to another class, because I wanted to learn. And, you know, it was very loud. I mean, today, our, our sessions were not very crowded, but I could see if there were more vendors saying, we're gonna teach you how to do this, we're gonna teach you how to do this, but in preface the, we're having these sessions
2: and multiple rooms versus just one location, there weren't many people at our sessions, but the people who went were eager for specific information. Yes. So yeah. There's still people out there who are yearning for the knowledge. That yeah, they, they weren't. Were.
1: Here. They weren't just trying to rest their feet. Right. Yeah.
2: And I'm not. And I'm
3: not trying to turn this into okay, you need to do focus more on the sessions, but you bring up a good point, Joe. A lot of people are announcing, and sometimes accidentally, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> new products that are coming out on the internet, and that's right. to be at trade shows. Exactly. So they're they're coming there to do the swap meets and stuff like that. But I think if you turned it more into, hey, let's do more sessions. Let's say this this is going to be a 30 or 45 minute session by this vendor and, and have multiples running at the same time. I think people would work on their schedule and say, okay, I'm going to this session, I'm going to do this one, this one, do the trade, then go to this one. Versus, okay, I'm just going to walk around and see what I feel like doing. And it
2: feels like that's where the AMA is trying to take this to, to make it more educational and broad-based for more and,
3: people. And we didn't mention this yet, but the main stage had Matt Chapman. And we all sat there and listened, and that was really cool. gate. The gate. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's job, and so yeah that, that was one of those part of the things it'd be great to have the main stage i think one of the problems was it you know just to describe our situation or my personal things it was very loud in there we were mixed up too close with that and i understand if we were off somewhere else we'd almost be invisible you know they probably wouldn't see that we were there but if they push the classrooms or the the speakers and say we're going to do this and then do you know open a trade show maybe that would help i don't know yeah. It's a transition here, I think. Yeah. And, and maybe this is just my suggestion so they can come up with a better solution yeah. for that. We obviously need to be mic I mean, it, it was funny. I don't know if we had this recorded yet, but you know, we had Fitz basically yelling. Yeah. Well, your your problem fits, I'm just going to say it out in the open, is that you kept turning back to the screen, yeah. you know, and we couldn't hear you. And then you turn back and talk, so we catch every other word. But, you know, we, we if we were miked, it probably wouldn't have been that bad trying to screen with these people. And, you know, I know some people were, oh, wait, did you see that picture? We were all huddled in like this, listening to you, Fitz. <laughs> it was like, what? What? <laughs> so, One anyway. thing
1: about the trade shows, too, which it's pretty obvious that it's a symbiotic relationship, right? The vendors aren't going to come unless there's a crowd here because it's not worth their time and money. And the crowd isn't going to come unless there are vendors here, right? So if, if you don't have both sides of that equation supporting the trade show and trying to promote the hobby or learn about the hobby, then it's quickly going to fall apart. But if you've got a good crowd, which is going to be not only people who are already in the hobby, but people from outside the hobby, right? you got to promote the show locally so you get families coming in and saying is this something we really want to do Um, so with that promotion then you'll have enough attendance for enough vendors to come and keep that attendance high like a couple of weeks ago I was at the um, the big model train show of the year which happens up in Springfield Massachusetts every year in late January and their show makes our trade shows looked like backyard picnics. They had four, they had eight acres of exhibitors, vendors, um, display layouts, and and other things. Some full scale trains operating. They had eight acres under four different roofs, and literally tens of thousands of people at that show. They, had, I believe. I don't know what the numbers were for this year, but I, I know last year they had something like 450 or 475 different exhibitors on site, and we haven't had numbers. I don't think we've had numbers like that at, at Toledo ever.
5: Well, you know, one of the, and then one of we've talked about a couple things already with the with the conglomeration that EAA and AMA are, are really starting to work on. I think that would be a good thing for them to really consider doing. So, like you. Oshkosh yes. is the best example that I can think of. It's the largest uh, aviation event in the world. Right. There, there isn't any, any better. So what I would personally like to see is I would like to see the AMA get in uh, a little bit more touch and do, do some more type of that kind of stuff with the EAA. So we do the Young Eagles program, which is the program that the EAA puts on. Maybe center that around a trade type show. Just to get people... Because, again, I feel like we've made our, 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 our genres gotten smaller because we, we, we kind of protect it. And, like I say, you know, you go to a, sh- a show like this and you're not going to find very many people that aren't modelers at these shows. We need to find a draw that gets other people in, whether it's the window guy showing up to, to put windows in your house or whatever. There's got to be some kind of tie-in with something else. And I think
3: something with that with the the EAA, would actually help our cause quite a bit. I would like to move, because all they had at Oshkosh when I volunteered was the flight simulator program, but it was way off here the ultralights.
5: That's actually on their plan. That's what they've been talking about all weekend, of all the stuff that they're going to have this year at Oshkosh as a joint venture. Move it it closer
3: to the center. Yeah, it's going to be more... Centralized and focused, it's good Tom, uh, you've been very quiet. But I was going to ask you, sure. how many shows do you go to a year? Uh, four, or five. Which ones have been favorite choices? Oh, Oshkosh, Jonel. I do like this one.
4: Um, the uh, the RC Fest at Verizon is actually really cool. So we do that. We put that on every year. If there's anybody in the central Illinois area,
3: I encourage you to come check out RC Fest. Where were you at Oshkosh? uh we had a couple of moves we had one in the drone uh tent building and then one in like the hanger. hangar, hanger b one of the hangers yeah because i saw you all yeah. on one of the hangers mm-hmm.
1: and how did you feel for you. That you feel it was productive for
4: you guys yeah. to be there? Yeah. Uh,
3: our, we partnered with a hobby town over there, um, and they pretty much sold all their inventory. Get, 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 get around that area. Get a corner of the hangar. We Get a model of a- aviation corner of the hangar. Yeah. I think that would be good. Well, the beauty of Oshkosh is you've got a whole
1: bunch of air-minded people there who are either already involved in aviation, or they're going to see the world words the yeah. air or they're going to see, is there a global project that intriguing for me and a lot of those people come away going I'd love to but it just doesn't fit for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and if there are no model, no model companies there then they go home and play golf and go fishing there. Right, right. And in Wisconsin so no, they always need some cheese too but <laughs> if we've got models there offering up an aviation experience that is Readily yeah. accessible both financially and technically, in terms of the amount of skill required that provides a real option for people. Yep. And then, frankly, it provides a gateway for some of them to, you know, in a few years potentially transition into full scale stuff too if they decide to go that route. Yep. The, the yep. amount of people that, that play on both sides of the fence is, is pretty amazing in the hobby, and it's very Everybody says we have play with toy planes because we can't afford the big ones. I maintain that it's just a completely different experience and a way, different way to enjoy aviation yeah. overall. Yeah. So,
6: yeah.
4: But the, uh, the Flight Fest places are, are events are really They've cool They've been too. getting good grants, well, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, what do you guys think of, like, the, the phone board planes? If it's getting people involved with in building and flying, the beauty of a foam airplane, especially the way the flight test guys are approaching it, is yeah. they're going in and they're saying, look, I have an idea, let me try something out that's only going to take a few hours to throw together uh, you know, a different type of airframe, tape some servos on it, run a couple of push runs, see if it works, see if there's something of value. And, and Terry's not here, but I think he'd agree that a lot of his modeling isn't much more sophisticated. Than that. He does a lot of work with foam, a lot of quick, simple proof-of-concept things. He's not a scale model. He yeah. does not spent hundreds or thousands of hours detailing models that will be on display and winning prizes at these static shows. What he's doing is he's um, satisfying his internal curiosity about, will this work, will that work. And back when I was... Uh, edited in the FlyRC magazine, he gave us an article on, on what happens when you mount the wing backwards on something <laughs> like the SIG cadet. And his experience was, his experience was, it doesn't fly as well, but it will in fact fly with a backwards airfield. And, um, you know, that's something I never would have thought of doing. Yeah. But he said, that, you know, look, i got this this airplane that I'm not completely invested in and what's the worst that can happen. I yeah. have to salvage some gear and put it on the shelf for another project. Yeah. And so to get back to the you know the flight test style foam board stuff, if people are having fun cutting up some foam, filling something together, making something you know quick and simple to test the concept or to get a kid excited about something without a you know forty hour project, by all means bring it on.
5: And we we see that this weekend, too, because we saw everything from, you know, uh, paper plate airplane gliders to, uh, you know, the packing foam glider you guys were messing around with I didn't, I, I didn't get a chance I saw the pictures I thought that was interesting real thin sheet yeah real sheet, thin sheet of foam, foam. Yeah. there was a yeah the it, was EPO, it was EPO wasn't it was a real thin EPO so, Yeah, thin sliced EPO is yeah super like. thin slice oh, of EPO the, the Rob's glider.
1: Yeah. yeah just walk along glider and yeah. all the way
5: up to we've got a uh, BAE Hawk sitting on the table that I'm gonna guess is in the 30 to 40 thousand dollar range you know all in but as long as everybody's having fun, what, what difference does it make? If that's what they're doing, if flying... And I'll be honest with you, the president company uh, excluded, Josh is a genius, you know, from Flight flight. Yeah. I've known Josh for a long time, and first of all, he's probably the most unassuming person you'll ever meet ever in your whole life. The guy is fantastic. He's yeah. everybody's friend. He's your friend as soon as you shake his hand the first time. And he'll remember you and he'll know you, uh, which is something... For where he's gotten, (laughs) it's great. It's pretty fantastic. But what they've been able to do with that whole series from the very start is they've been able to take people's passion for aviation and turn it into something that's attainable. So they still, to this day, their premise starting out was, yes, we'll sell you this kit, but what we're doing is we're offering you free plans. You can go to the Dollar Tree, you can buy a a sheet of Dollar Tree foam board, and you can build this P-51 that flies fantastically. All you have to do is follow our free plans, and and the key to that is is it's people having fun. And I've flown tons of the flight test planes. I love them. They fly great. And and it's the same thing as I have as much flying that I'm going to have as much flying this little uh, switch as I do my third-scale DR1. Yeah. You know, I, I if, it, if it moves and it goes in the air, I'm having a blast. And I just think that's that's what some of the people in our hobby miss, because they get pigeonholed, in like you were talking about earlier, talking about they get pigeonholed into gliders, or they get pigeonholed into uh, FPV, or they get pigeonholed into pattern, or whatever it is. And my section of the hobby is better than yours, because I'm in it, basically, you know, and that's that's something that we've really got to we've got to struggle with that every day.
4: I get that all the time. I'm oh, the sure. drone
5: guy at work. It's like, oh, Sure, I
4: fly three D planes. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, the yeah drone yeah. guy, I've been yeah. flying planes longer than drones. Well, you we, do the drone stuff. Yeah. You <laughs> want to see a
1: great example
4: of that crossover
1: appeal? Go to the control line circles at Joan All. Yeah. Right. Nobody's going to Joan All to fly control line. Right. Right. But yet you've got to stand in line and give it a try, hmm. I and mean, they will put out. I think the last time I was down
5: there, they did six or seven hundred control line flights throughout the course of the week. See, I've never, I've tried it, but for me, I did a little bit of the control line. You guys remember the back when we were kids, they had the little P-40s you could get? Sure. I don't remember what they were, they run a little cox engines, yeah. and my fun, my thing He's was, is I, I went around in a circle with it like three times, and I got bored, I was like, okay, let's try this, go around twice and let go and see how far it goes, <laughs> <laughs> that was my thing, so I've never gotten into the whole control line thing, but I tell you what, I've went and I've watched some of the national competitions, and at Joe Nall, that's one of the things I try to do, because I do a lot of walking around. Uh, I go out there and visit the guys on the control line, and there's guys out there doing combat, and there's guys out there doing the scale pattern stuff. It's amazing. I I don't care for it. I don't like that style of flying, but the stuff that they can do with the control line stuff is ridiculous. Go watch a national champion uh, control line combat. Oh yeah, combat is just just uh, crazy. I would say that within the entire model aviation hobby,
1: there is no better spectator sport than control line combat. Hands <laughs> I, down. Yeah, I would say Hands pretty... down. It is it is the best for people who
5: want to just sit and be entertained, there is nothing better than control line combat.
2: Bring your earmuffs though.
5: Those guys have got to stay in decent shape too, because they are crawling over each other like you would not believe. You've never seen control line combat YouTube a video. Oh yeah, because yeah, it is—it's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see in your life. The first time I saw it was at the 1980
1: um, um, something, <laughs> early 90 something nationals at Westover Air Force Base in Chicopee, Mass. It was the last time the nationals were there, and. Uh, I thought I was, I was going. There. Were you? Yeah, I was there. Okay. Yes, were so my dad and I went. We thought we were going to see the RC scale competition because that was the creme de la creme, right? If you're not yeah. in the world of RC scale, watching those guys fly, actually pretty boring. We found. So we watched that for a little bit, and then we went and saw Joe Wurtz having fun with the, you know, with his soaring competition, and um, and then we went. And we sat down in the grass and we watched control line combat until we turned the color of the overcooked lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> we literally sat in the grass for about four hours watching control line combat and we were just laughing until our sides hurt. Were... And then we looked at each other and said, We got to go inside. And we went into one of the big hangars and watched some of the indoor free flight. And that was, in my mind, the best way to experience the nationals because everything was in the same place over the same few days. It wasn't stretched out across the summer, which I realized we have to do for logistical reasons in Muncie, um, but the control-line combat, hands down, was, its the most fun thing to just sit with woods
0: All right, well, gentlemen, uh, it's been an honor and pleasure to have you all, all sit around the table and give us your you. input. It's been fantastic meeting some of you guys, some of you guys for the first time. Joey, I know you've been on the show, but uh, it's nice to meet you in person, in the flesh. <laughs> and uh, Tom, uh, first time, but uh, hopefully we'll cross yeah. pass again. Yeah. Great media, thanks think for letting down. us try your uh, the uh, switch airs. Yeah. I'm glad you guys got to play with
3: Let's
2: do it tomorrow. Are you saying yeah. that in future tense? like in five minutes? Yeah. Gonna bad. Bad. <laughs> 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 Before we get kicked
5: out, I'm gonna come to... see you tomorrow. I want to try <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be flying them
0: in the case. And of course, there your insightful um, input. been I
1: don't know about insightful, but.
0: It's been fun. It's been very much fun. Yeah, this is great. I'm glad we uh, made the decision to come up. It's great to see Terry again and uh, all three of us together again. Right. It's something that has been, that's been quite
2: a while. I think. It has been. And yeah. let's say a uh, shout out to Sparky for his sign. Oh, yes. Uh, Sparky's
0: sign made his appearance. We'll show some pictures up on our uh, Facebook page of this on air sign he made for all three of us. It's sitting here on the counter there. To view of everybody
2: strangely the rest of the building did not get quiet when they saw yeah. that no the alcohol is flowing to the <laughs> yeah, left of us
0: we started <laughs> just <after> having <laughs> happy hours so people are all kind of just up uh, <laughs> uh but uh, we'll uh, be sure to uh put some links to the respective uh, businesses and companies that okay. have joined us tonight uh that we were gracious for them for that and uh we uh we'll spend a little bit of time tomorrow at the show before we head off on the on an airplane. Hopefully I can find a way to shove my Hobbit 32 exit to some sort of <laughs> carry-on. Okay, Check-in luggage or in the box.
2: Just put it under your arm. Yeah, just put it yeah, <laughs> carry it's on. You're Just carry-on. Save I your baby. <laughs>
5: <laughs> show up and pretend you are supposed to be there. It's your yeah, support. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It works every time. I once brought a Cessna, a framed-up Cessna 195 coming from
1: Toledo. It had about a 50-inch wingspan. The only place we could get it to travel was in the cockpit of the flight. They, they loved it. I'm sure. <laughs> they did. In fact, when I picked it up at the end of the flight, the pilot and the co-pilot were arguing with each other. And they saw me come forth and they said, what is it? We've got a bet going. <laughs> and I said, well, what do you think it is? And the pilot knew what it was. So. He, he got the free beer but I guess that's pretty much always the case right yeah.
2: the pilot gets the
0: free beer after the flight <laughs> yes
1: able will do that anymore it's a,
0: a alright gentlemen uh, I think we'll wrap this up once again thanks a lot for joining us thank you guys for what you do
1: we you. really appreciate it a lot of fun oh, we, a great way to get the message out there. we couldn't
0: do what we do unless you guys did what we did Would you do good yeah. I think we're just the end product Enjoyed his hobby and the uh, consumer.
3: I yeah, got that Timber yeah. X. So I just paid you. I paid part of your salary.
0: Right. <laughs> well, you're you're welcome, Tom. You your <laughs> I'll take payment of one of these switchers. All right, guys. Uh, until next time, uh, we'll fly safe and have fun.